it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I don't normally start with op-ed pieces, especially not from the Los Angeles Times, and especially not from someone named Virginia Heffernan, who apparently is the host of something called the Trump Cast, which is nothing more than a podcast that talks about how awful Trump and anyone who voted for him is or was. Um, it's a funny thing about our culture. Almost everything we like does not come from high-minded culture. We actually love our, dare I say it, low culture. It only becomes high-minded when elitists get jealous and they want in on it. You know, it used to be going to a baseball stadium to eat low-grade snacks like popcorn and to eat low-grade meats like a hot dog was considered something only only the low class would do, especially in New York City. The love we see interwoven with luminaries from New York City, loving the Yankees or the Mets, that's not how it was when baseball first became a thing as far as a professional sport. It was actually considered low class. So was jazz rhythm and blues, and rock and roll. The early jazz musicians were not playing for people drinking Chardonnay, wearing turtlenecks, and driving Range Rovers. Jazz festivals didn't involve people bringing basket lunches and blankets to sprawl out. It was dirty, it was low class, and it was actually hidden from much of society. You could look at just about anything that we like now that has a high-mindedness to it or at least an attempt to be... It's almost as if once the high-minded people discover it, they sort of want to take it over and make it theirs. You can even look at our favorite music. Even not-so-favorite music, punk rock. You look at all these so-called intellectuals that gravitate to punk rock. And then you look at it at its origins and it has very little to do with the way we look at it through the prison. Same thing for hip-hop. You have whole courses of study now on hip-hop music, right? And after Barack Obama, all of a sudden, gangster rap and booty shaking was out and everybody was wearing bow ties and sweater vests. And rappers were trying to be intellectuals. Trying to be intellectuals. You know, it's another funny thing. You, you look at Bruce Springsteen, who I hear had a commercial last night. He's, uh, he's just trying to show you he's the common man. You know, the salt of the earth, working class. Bruce Springsteen hasn't been working class in over 50 years. He's been a multi, multi, multi-millionaire Long before a lot of you listening to this program were ever born. Andrew, where is this going? Don't worry, I'm making a point. You have this sort of false intersection between high-mindedness and low culture. And that became football. Once Colin Kaepernick took a knee. 
I'm old enough to remember when football players were the dumb jocks. Especially in college sports, right? How many of you went to a college? I I could just speak for the University of Florida. There were some professors that would actually rail against how much attention and resources were spent on these dummy gladiators. These big brute gorillas that did nothing but pump iron and ram their heads into one another. And any talk of trying to explain the scientific nuances, scientific nuances of this this game were lost. Makes me think of Robert Downey Jr. in Back to School. Land acquisition games such as football or a crypto-fascic metaphor, blah, 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 you have to get the clip. But once Colin Kaepernick took a knee, all of a sudden, football players were political activists. And they were smart. We didn't even talk about brain injuries anymore. Remember that movie with Will Smith? We were talking, uh, before Colin Kaepernick, we were talking about what these, you know, dunderheaded gladiators were doing to one another, promoting traumatic brain injury by ramming full speed into one another with nothing more than a piece of plastic between them. But now it's high-minded. Now, now the academics no longer scorn this blood sport that almost looks to them like some form of slavery. Black men pounding one another at the behest of white coaches, or at least mostly white coaches. And of course, the dichotomy of who could afford to be in the stands, right? Upper middle class, middle-aged white men who aren't nearly the physical specimens of these black men who are pummeling one another. And in the majority, white quarterbacks, burly black men, putting their bodies on the line, their brains on the line, smashing one another to protect a lily white skinny man who can throw a football. Whatever happened to those discussions? Well, once the high-minded discover these things, they take possession of it. I mean, in essence, like rock and roll. Rock and roll used to be dirty. It was for the unclean. The low class, the greaser. That was the first name they gave to rock and roll fans, greasers. But then after Woodstock, you know, rock and roll became intellectual, right? Same thing in the 90s. We got lectures from Eddie Vedder. Wintick 695, Patriot 9572874. So where am I going with this? Someone named Virginia Heffernan, who apparently purchased a vacation home uh, far away from her life in Los Angeles as a columnist for the LA Times and a host of a podcast that you probably never heard of, has this headline. What can you do about the Trumpites next door? Oh, heck no. The Trumpites next door to our pandemic getaway, who seem as devoted to the ex-president you could get without being Q fans, just plowed our driveway without being asked and did a great job. Now, I I feel bad for the people that actually live next door to this one. They had no idea they were going to be subject of such a condescending column. How am I going to resist demands for unity in the face of this act of aggressive niceness? Of course, in some level, I realize I owe them thanks. And man, it really looks like 
The guy backdragged the driveway like a pro, but how much thanks? These neighbors are staunch partisans of blue lives and aren't a lot of anything other than white lives in the neighborhood. She's white, by the way. There's also kind of a weird back in the city. People don't sweep other people's walkways for nothing. Maybe it's like what Eddie Murphy discovered in that old Saturday Night Live sketch, White Like Me. He goes undercover in white makeup and finds that when white people are among their own, they pop free champagne and live the high life. As Murphy puts it, slowly I began to realize that when white people are alone, they give things to each other for free. But then she takes a dark turn. Hezbollah and the Shia Islamist party in Lebanon also give things away for free. The favors Hezbollah does for people in the cities, Tyre and Sidon, probably don't involve snowplows, but like the other mafias, Hezbollah tends to its own. The Shiites, sick, elderly, and hungry, they offer protection and hospitality and win loyalty that way. Then she takes a darker turn. You might end up like the upper middle class family that I stayed with in France. Oh, how bougie, right? You know, didn't everybody? Didn't everybody as a teenager spend a semester abroad. I stayed with France as a teenager. They did not attend a citywide celebration for the 100th birthday of Charles de Gaulle, the war hero who orchestrated the liberation of his country from Nazi Germany in 1944, but they did have several portraits of Philippe Pétain, the Nazi collaborator on the wall. When I screwed up the courage to ask how it was for them during the occupation, the lady of the house replied, quote, we were happy because the Nazis were very polis. I didn't know the word, so I excused myself to consult a French-English dictionary, and I was in tears when I found out the entry to be polite. So when I accept generosity from my pandemic neighbors acknowledging the legitimate kindness with a wave or a plate of cookies, I'm also sealing us in as fellow travelers who are very polis to each other, but not so much to them. God, it's got to be hard to be an L.A. Times columnist and a podcaster to have to suffer so greatly with people who are nice. And the only thing that you could possibly come up with, well, it's just like the Nazis. Everything is the Nazis. The smartest people in the world can't come up with any other comparison, any other analogy, any other metaphor than the Nazis, no matter what we're talking about here. Your neighbor politely plowed your driveway without you even asking. Somewhere in the hinterlands where people have second homes, and you know what? Wherever that is, some people live full-time. Those rubes, those simpletons, those hillbillies, the kind of people that would watch the Super Bowl with nothing but a can of cheap beer in their hands. But now everything is high-minded. Except for voting for Trump. The only path forward, the only way for anyone to redeem themselves is to become a socialist, to bow at the altar. Who are these little people? Where do they come from? We have to live next to them? What if they do nice things for us? It can't be that maybe I've got this all wrong because I'm so high-minded, you know. Remember, Five minutes before Colin Kaepernick came along, many of these people thought football was for working-class morons. And five minutes before that, filling a baseball stadium to eat cheap meat was for working-class morons. And before that, rock and roll and rhythm and blues was dirty. But then they discovered it. 
turned out it's quite enjoyable. Next thing you know, progressive Democrats are going to be drinking Bush beer. Wyantic 695, Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. One more thought. If she's so disgusted as a white woman with all of her neighbors in her now affordable pandemic retreat being all white, why did she buy the place? Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilcow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.